Eternal Dirtles is a Hipsters of the Coast podcast sponsored by Paragon City Games and Cast Haven. You can find out more at patreon.com slash eternaldirtles. Hello and welcome to Eternal Dirtles. I'm your host, Zach Clark, and with me as always is Nathan Gullia. Nate, how's it going? Pretty good, Zach. How are you? Uh, aside from stumbling on my own name there for a second, uh, I'm, I'm doing good. Uh, you know, uh, it's, it's, it's been a pretty, uh, pretty slow week for Magic, but um, I'm looking forward to the Grand Prix this weekend. That's right. You've got a uh, Grand Prix New Jersey is this weekend, right? It's like Ixel Unlimited, so uh, yeah, we'll play some be, legacy. Yeah, we'll be straight up ignoring Ixel Unlimited and going straight for the legacy tables. Um, last time I did that, it, it worked out pretty well for me. Uh, I, I talk occasionally. I talk about like sort of you know your your value for time. Uh, and, yeah, and I feel like playing a limited Grand Prix um, that I don't know the format very well at all to begin with, and then like my you know. Uh, I guess my record at Grand Prix is is relatively meh as a uh, as a Grand Prix player. You know, like I've only made one day two and probably the twenty or so Grand Prix I played in. Um, it yeah. always just feels like I'm spending like five hundred dollars for a weekend to like just play Magic and have fun, but then I'm like competing on like some kind of level that I'm expected to like. I, I just feel like I'm expected to fail if I play in the main event. Uh, Unless I really, really know my deck. So if it was a modern event, or if it was uh, even if it was a standard event, I might play in it, play in it. But if it was a legacy event, I'd I'd play in the main event for sure. Um, yeah. But yeah, so I'm gonna play in side events. I, uh, right now, I'm I'm pretty headstrong on playing rug. Uh, I think that's that's a, a really good choice choice for me right now because I've been playing it enough that I feel pretty competent with it. But uh, I'm gonna bring the parts for for infect as well. If I kind if I if I feel like I'm scrubbing out, I, I might switch over. Any uh, any major changes you're making in rug? I'm playing Eric's deck almost exactly. Uh, I think like there's one or two cards in the sideboard that I changed, but aside from that, like uh, to, to the card. <laughs> I played Eric's deck on Tuesday, and I fanned with my opening hand. I said, I don't know why I ever play a different deck. <laughs> why do right? I ever? Why do I ever do anything else? We should just change the podcast to the rug guys at this point, right? Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, I have I know why I play other stuff, but like, yeah, I mean, I really I've been enjoying playing it. You know, the the spells pierce spell snares are really good right now. Yep. It's interesting. Like the thing that I always never reason I never played the deck was because Tarmogoyf was like this card that I just couldn't you know afford, even though I could afford apparently Tropical Island. But like, yeah. Um, now it doesn't even play Tarmogoyf, and I'm sort of like, yeah, it's, you know, whatever. Yeah, Tarmogoyf is, <laughs> a, Tarmogoyf. is a non-issue now. They they printed a better Tarmogoyf at Common. Yeah, right, exactly. Jeez, good job. Um, so you've got that, you've got Infect, you're going to play some Legacy, you can play any Vintage, Old School, that's also available at the Grand Prix, right? Yeah, I'm so I someday there's an Old School tournament, but I don't really have, like, a legit Old School deck because it's uh, it's proxied. So yeah. I, I don't think that I can uh, I, I can play in the main event. Um, the vintage event, same same situation. It's proxied, but I might be able to b- borrow a vintage deck. So that that's a possibility. 
But I think if I if I play on Sunday, I'm just gonna probably play Legacy again. Um, the, mm-hmm. the real problem, I, I think, I think this bears mentioning. The real problem with uh, a Channel Fireball uh, Grand Prix is that they uh, do that ticket system. So when you win, you get like tickets, and you can trade your tickets yeah. in for stuff. The, the what always happens is like Friday, there's a ton of really great stuff in there, and and you want to spend your tickets to the last possible second because you want to have the, the, the most, most tickets yeah. possible. But you also like have there's like a weird there's a weird dichotomy there where like you have to, um you know secure items that you want that will leave the um, pool uh, of things that they're offering, but you also have to have enough tickets for them. So it's a real pain in the butt. I I really dislike this system. They should literally just hand you like store credit at, at like that's good for all of the stores or something like that, so that you can find your deals and pick them there. I, I really don't like the the ticket system and and it's a real bummer because like that's the system that Grand Prix have to go by now because Channel Fireball's gotten all of the Grand Prix. By and large I actually well, like Channel Fireball. I just do not yeah. like this system. Well, Star City does that too. They do it at opens, they did it at they do it at their Grand Prix. I yeah. think they might have actually started it. Yeah, or, I, I really I really think that it's uh it's 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 a way to swindle more money out of out of players while while giving them less value and, and Well it's interesting yeah. Well it's funny it. because like you're right. Like, obviously, the best stuff can be there early, but no one has tickets. Yeah. So it like really heavily incentivizes you to play on Friday. Like, but then you got to take a day off of work to just like jam side events to get tickets to get value. You yeah, know? it's like I could just Which, like it, I, I'm not hourly anymore, but like it was never a good idea for me to take off on a Friday for value, right? Like, yeah, if I wanted to have right, fun, yeah. you know, I could do that, you know. But like, uh, you know, anybody who makes more than a hundred dollars a day working. You know, uh, yeah. I feel like that's a multitude of people out there, you know, uh, that live in the New York area. You you make at least $100 a day working. You're not going to be able to grind out that value uh, on the regular. Uh, so it's real. It's it, it, it's like, why would you take off on a Friday to try and grind out that value? Then, then you realize, like, oh, crap, the real value was actually getting something I wanted with my tickets. Like, last time I won, like, $200 worth of tickets, and I got, like, three Goblin Guides and two Scape Shifts. And yeah, that's fine, but I don't need those cards. Like it's you know, like it was cool. I I went like six one and one for the for two tournaments. Awesome. Yeah. But like, who wants? I don't need three goblin guides. I don't need scape shifts. I'm not playing either of those decks. You know, maybe uh, this time around I can I can pick up one goblin guide and two more scape shifts so that I have a play set. But like, yeah, play set of each. You know, like I, th- there was a point where they had a bunch of. Uh, booster packs of like modern masters too i was gonna pick those up but then by the time i got finished it was like they were all gone so i don't know man that that bothers me that they don't like have have a full stock constant um of of their prize pool they should definitely have like uh, it should not dwindle as the day goes down you know like that's well, really upsetting to me yeah well there's only certain things they can do i remember um one of my friends uh at grand prix vegas like he was just he was just going for some sort of piece of art that they had. And Vegas is a little different, actually, because uh, the Legacy Tournament was Thursday, Friday. So, like, you know, you yeah, you scrub out, but then you just like, okay, well, you know, I'll play all day. I already, I already took Thursday and Friday off. So I scrub out on Thursday. Friday, I just spend all day grinding it out. Saturday, I spend all day grinding it out. And then, you know, I get what I want, you know, halfway through the day Saturday and then go home on Sunday. Yeah, but you know, I didn't do that. Uh, well, this year, I mean, uh, I shouldn't say that. For Vegas, I did. I was I was leaving maybe early in the morning on Sunday, and I just used whatever tickets I had. But at Louisville, 
like I was leaving at the end of the day on Sunday and you know, not only was there nothing left, but the line was long. So the line's super long and you're kind of like mapping out your stuff and like stuff's kind of disappearing. And (laughs) I ended up getting like, you know, I didn't have a lot of tickets, but I had like a Nissa vital force, a water bottle (laughs) and uh, like a star city games branded water bottle. Two things uh, that are good if you're playing elves. Honestly, well, it's true. The uh, the water bottle was actually pretty sweet. Like I was like I was like, you know what? I've got this. I also got a pack of Kaladesh, which I opened a smuggler's copter, which was then banned as I flew home the next day. Oh, <laughs> um, but yeah, I know the price system is weird. I wish. I mean, it's a real problem. You can, I think you you can't convert it to ticket or to to store credit. I believe. Can you? Star City might let Star City might let you. I don't oh. know if Channel Fireball does. One of them does, but it's, yeah, it's a real problem because. Like, and I don't think they're transferable. As, as we're paying like a hundred dollars to enter a grand prix, and we're paying more for you know, like I, I am one hundred percent on on board for paying judges properly, but we're paying yeah. more money as customers and not seeing anything for it, and that's not just a problem for the people like me that realize that like, yeah, that money's going to to uh, other people. It's paying for things. The tos are probably making more money too. Um, you know, so I have a real problem with, with, uh, winning these events, doing, going to play, you know, supporting, supporting, uh, these, these companies and then realizing that like, at the end of the day, I walked away with nothing and eventually you're going to, players are going to feel like it's not worth coming to a Grand Prix because they, they walk away with nothing. Yeah, sure. Sure. You see your friends. And I think that's one of the more important parts of a Grand Prix is like hanging out, seeing the lo- the people in your community. Like I'm really looking yeah. forward to to seeing all the the local like legacy uh, guys that that I don't get to see very often anymore. Ever since like my my LGS closed, so like that's that's gonna be a moment where we all get to hang out. But yeah, you know, when you realize that your value is low on that too, that's where you start to lose your player base. So I'm really yeah. I, I think it's not fair to to constantly take away from the player uh, just to you know. TOs got to pay that money out so, somehow uh, to the players. Well, a little bit more in a more efficient way, I think. It yeah, would exactly. Because the line being the line being long is also horrendous. Like that's just the I absolute mean, worst. Luckily, that wasn't a problem in New York. Uh, but uh, <laughs> I can only imagine in, in Vegas. Well, it might be on many. Sunday. I mean, yeah. Vegas. Well, it wasn't a problem. It was actually Louisville where it was the problem. And it's actually funny that you mentioned it. So it's like it's interesting. Like I was going to go to the Grand Prix that is at the beginning of uh, January in Santa Clara, California. And I finally was like, you know what? I don't really want to do this. <laughs> I don't really want to do that like the first week of January right after Christmas. Yeah. I don't want to get on a plane and then like have to find a hotel. And now really it's not really all Channel Fireball's fault or this that the that's fault just because I wasn't going to play the team event. It's a team event. And I guess I could have played Legacy in a Grand Prix or even Modern. I would have been happy to do if I found a team. But I'm like, hey, I got to find a team. It's right for the holidays and it's just going to be a lot. And uh, but that's that's the thing. I was like. Well, what am I gonna, you know, I wanted, what am I gonna do instead? I decided to go to uh, Massachusetts, which is a much farther trip. Yeah. Uh, and, and go play in a, in a Star City Open in, in uh, Worcester, which is in March. It's like, I'm gonna just do that with this money instead. You know? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's the thing is like, I mean, say what you will about Star City, but like their events, a run the well, event for sure. The event won't seem like a lost cause. Yes, it will be a big tournament, and I'm not, you'd have to do exceed, exceedingly well to actually do well in the tournament. But it won't feel like a lost cause. Yeah, like for sure. a Grand Prix with like you know 
they're going to have 3,000 people, you know, not more. Open circuit is that you get, uh, you you know, you do get your value for the open circuit for paying, for paying your dollar. Like if you cash out, you, you feel like you've won something. Um, and there's a, there's a much better chance because the field is so much smaller in comparison to a Grand Prix. Um, you know, like being, getting, cashing out in a Grand Prix is a is, is a lot of skill and a ton of luck, you know? Well, Tim, I forget which I forget if it was Louisville or Las Vegas, but um, he like I don't know he went on like a crazy run. Like he, he it was he like won like ten rounds in a row. Yeah, and that wasn't good enough to like get any cash. That's crazy. That's insane. I think Brian man. Cook might have told me something like that too. Brian Cook was had said that like yeah, you know I mean I I I won like ten matches in a row and like finished with this really good record. And you know, I finished in like the top percentage of the tournament. I got nothing. I would, I would <laughs> you're really, literally you're rather see a single elimination tournament that you pay a hundred dollars for something like that. You know, that. Well, I don't know about. I mean, it's just it's it's upsetting to see like that the price structure is such that uh, tos have to take a certain cut. Obviously, they've got to pay their expenses. Not to mention, they should make some money for sure. But then, like, it just cuts off to such a weird point where like you have to do so amazingly well just to walk away even. You know, like, yeah, I don't know. I don't, and I don't. For the other thing is, like, it's like our motivation as legacy players isn't always to like make value. Like, if you really want value at the from this tournament, you should just sell your deck. Well, yeah, I mean, (laughs) let's not even talk about what it costs to get into legacy versus what you get back out of it financially. Well, yeah, yeah, right. So I'm like, I don't think a lot of legacy players are, are that concerned with with winning the tournament or necessarily, but it's more like there is there is a psychological component to playing. You know, let's see. A Grand Prix is fifteen rounds, right? Yeah. Like you know, fifteen rounds and like winning, you know, three out of four of those rounds. You know, three one, three one, three one. That's nine and three. Throw another, and then like maybe going like you know another four and zero or something, whatever it is, or three and zero. Like you're twelve, you know, you twelve and three. Like it's a great record, you know. And then you might not get anything, or you get like you know fifty bucks, and it's just like it's exhausting and. You know, the, I mean, the, the placement yeah. doesn't give you anything because there's no there's no way up from that. You know, I guess maybe you get pro points if you and if you're like interested in playing on the pro tour, pro tour. But I don't think a lot of legacy, legacy players are. So That's with, why I tend to prefer the smaller events like Eternal with, Extravaganza and stuff like that. With bronze being a thing, like now that you can have like that, like lo- lower tier, if, I think eight pro points get you bronze. And then you just don't have to go to pro tour qualifiers anymore. You get to go to RPTQs. That's, uh-huh. that's like a legit thing. But like the barrier for that still pretty high man i've been playing magic for 24 years and i don't play as competitively as i did a couple you know like three or four years ago and i have zero in my lifetime zero pro points um and it's not because i'm necessarily a bad player it's just i don't have the opportunity to get out there all the time also when i was working the bar job it's not like i could just take a weekend off and go play magic somewhere you know yeah um so it's (sighs) The the component there, the value I feel like in 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 for legacy players at least is the is the um, local recognition, the community recognition, and and for for all magic I think a lot of that is that is like being hanging out with your friends, seeing each other, and then like doing well, and other people being like, hey man, I saw you did well at that tournament, you know, like the, I mean when we interview people, that's that's how I feel we're interviewing them. Yeah. It's not like you're the best magic player ever. It's it's more like. Hey man, we wanted to give you a shout out because you did well and you deserve a shout out. You know, you didn't go to Chiba last year, did you? Like Japan? Yeah. No, 
I didn't go to there must be a, There's another Zach Clark with us with uh, that just uses C, apparently. Because I was looking up your 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 uh, grandfather results. <laughs> well, that's what are my grand what do my grand prix results uh look like inquiring minds want to know you are well you and the other zach clark are combined 37 and 48 great over one two three four oh that's terrible well i'm, I'm 12 11 and one <laughs> and uh, you can look this up on mtgeloproject.net yeah, I have a lot of uh, uh, 12, 11, and 1. I'm perfectly average, which I, is I'll hilarious. be able to tell you in just a moment what my uh, what my uh, thing is. But yeah, I, I didn't mean for this to turn into a rant about Grand Prix. Um, but, you know, it, then it did. We always we actually well, expected this forward. to be a shorter episode. I will say this. Even, even given all that, I'm still going to play in the Seattle Grand Prix. I'm still making time to go to that, taking time off of work to go there because it's a legacy Grand Prix. And, you know... I guess my point was more that, like, you're skipping the Grand Prix main event. I could have gone to a Grand Prix main event and even played some Legacy. And so I'm just sort of like, yeah, I'm not really interested in trying to navigate the whole team thing right after Christmas. Mm-hmm. Um, but, like, yeah, playing in a Legacy Grand Prix is going to be – is really fun and uh, definitely worth the likeliness or likelihood that you're not going to do well. Or, you know, relatively speaking, right? Yeah. Um. I always wonder. It's like, what what is good? Like, what is a good what is a good finish? You know, <laughs> um, at, at some of these, at, you know, at a two day event, like is like top third. Like, that's pretty good. You know, <laughs> there's there's you know eighteen hundred people, and you're in like you're like number two fifty. That's a lot. That's pretty good. I would have taken that class rank in high school. You know, <laughs> relatively yeah. speaking. Uh, the other Zach Clark did lose to Shota Yasuka in Chiba. Let's see who you lost to. Uh huh. I mean, no one's famous because I don't get to play famous people. I lost to a lot of guys named Zach. That's pretty funny. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's Magic players. We're all named Zach. There must uh, be a – I'm going to guess that you also did not play in Grand Prix Lisbon 2012. I Return to Ravnica Limited. Of course I did. In Portugal? Yeah. I went to Portugal. You, oh, you did? Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This, this is you. That's me. Jeez. I had a good oh, okay. run there. So uh, if you look at this, I've, I've got a loss and a win and a loss – uh, then a win, a win, a win. So what happened there uh, was I decided to completely switch out decks uh, uh-huh. during during after I lost uh, the first time, uh, uh, the second time I was like I'm dead if I don't make a make an adjustment. So I took my Bant deck and made it a Grixis deck and only sided out three cards, which was like two islands and a Bluster Squall. Yeah. And so my opponents always thought that I was siding out. Uh, Three cards. I was actually siding in uh, thirty-seven cards, and so they would play against uh, like a populate deck and just get crushed utterly by by my Rakdos yeah. deck. Well, anyway, I just was wondering because I was like, no, that was like, the second one I played. On in. Uh, yeah. in fact, uh, I think this Zach Zach Clark from Chiba, uh, this this person. Has to be relatively new to the game because they're that's the only one that I've played in all these other ones. So if these we are all move you. his five and four, I'm whatever that is. Uh, Thirty two and forty four. Yeah, that's that's still sort of a bummer, but that you know that includes uh, bad showings in uh, Orlando and New Jersey uh, for KDK Limited and uh, Legacy, respectively. Um, shout out to Mark Webb, uh, who, who, uh, is a, is a 20 side store guy. We flew, I flew all the way across the country to just play him in the, in the 
third round, which was weirdly, I feel like they're not counting my buys. They're counting my buys as losses in this, which is really strange. This is some sort of web scraping thing. But. Yeah, yeah. So well, anyway. So they're they're wrong about some of the stuff because I had just free wins in in some cases. So yeah, you're maybe you're thirty four and slightly higher. Or something. Maybe yeah. I'm closer yeah. to even. They didn't make any mistakes on me. Mine's terrible. Mine's just uh, mine's. Here's my Grand Prix life: win, loss, win, loss, win, win, loss, win, loss, 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 win, loss, loss, win, win. Draw, win, 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 loss, loss, win, loss. <laughs> wow. Jeez. Yeah. What a, that, that's like all of my rounds in order. So, yeah, that's how you end up at perfectly average. Um, though we do have a, a nice tournament coming up in Utah, which we talked about last week. We have a 1K coming up. And I mentioned a couple times on the cast I've been playing this Fairies deck. And I think I was 11-4-1 with it. I was playing it only in paper. And I was just like, I know this deck's not good. So I bought it online. And promptly just like went two and thirteen over three leagues. <laughs> it was terrible, but I'm glad. I feel I feel like I've been freed because I was like I can't get away from this deck. I keep like going three and one with it at weeklies. You know, yeah. <laughs> like how can I put a deck down or I'm doing well? But yeah, it was tough uh, online. I, well, the thing is, there's not as much uh, Rixis, you know, in paper as there is online. I was I just wanted to test. I was like, well, let's see how it is against Grixis. I found out the hard way. I basically was like, I played against it three times in a row and just got destroyed. I don't think I won a game. The only the only rounds I won were against Reanimator and Lone Pox, which is somehow I have no idea how that happened. Well, I guess I kind of do. Like it was blue black Reanimator, and I just don't think that deck is very strong because if you're prepared for the other Reanimator, the blue black one is just slower and has like more work to do, you know. Um. And then I played against Lone Pox. I basically just played a Bitter Blossom and went around all of his sacrifice effects because of that. So worked out pretty well. Yeah, that's. I mean, that is the one good thing about Bitter Blossom is like sacrifice effects are pretty worthless against you. So I was back to wandering the desert and I played Eric's Rug deck as well, just like you did. I played it on Tuesday. And I went two and two, but it was actually I don't want to say like oh it should, I want I don't want to say it should have been four and zero, but it very easily could have been four and zero. I got paired against Eldrazi in round one and won game one, which basically I because I, I I knew he was playing Eldrazi and I kept it I, I was on the play with like double Delver Wasteland Days. I might have even had force. I mean that's like, the way so to I go. Was like, yeah, it's like I could play I could Days of Chalice if he played one, or and then Wasteland is land with a Delver in play. Um, but he knew I was playing Delver, so he played around days, which actually is not didn't really help him because it just let me like play a second Delver. That's <laughs> and uh, then like I feel like that's often a mistake people make is like playing around Stifle and Days. Just play it, it. It's like it's hard. You can either play into them or play around them, but they both have the same effect as like you lose a turn. Yeah, I mean, I don't know if it was necessarily a mistake, like. You know, either way, I was going to daze and wasteland him, which meant that he was not going to do anything else. Yeah. But true. because he didn't, I was able to assemble like double Delver and then like flip and then cantrip to flip them and then uh, use daze and then wasteland and play like a mongoose. So, yeah. yeah. Um, so that happened. Then I played against Maverick and one. I played against Shardless Bug and one. And then I played against Grixis Delver and. 
in game three, I wish I had taken a picture. I should have taken a picture because I was about halfway through. The, we were about halfway through the game, and I like our decks were just tiny. We had we each had like a land in play, and everything else was just gone. Yeah, we were both just like in this like horrible like post apocalyptic wasteland of magic. Um, and basically, what happened is we both were down to volcanic island, and that was like the only thing going on on either of our boards. But he drew wasteland first and wastelanded me. And then like drew a then drew a fetch land and played a Gurmag Angler and that was the Whoa, end of the game. That's yeah. So when I say it was like it was super close. Like I could have drawn a land. I might even had this member in my hand when they drew it too. Um so like uh you know, it could have gone either way, but I felt the deck felt good and you know, as usual, I'm always like, I don't know why I ever play other decks. You know? Yeah, I mean that's um, I often come to that conclusion. Like I I, I, I know the reason for you is because it is fun to play other decks, and oftentimes, yeah, yeah you know, I need, I need a little variety in my life. I played Rugged Over for two years straight. Yeah. Um, the deck's great. It's just, like, sometimes sometimes the meta's not great, but most of the time it's because, like, you just want a little variety in your life. Yeah. And I think, like, I don't know, it, it's hard to tech it out because when the deck, the way the deck is built, it's so smooth. And, like, you when you just are on all your one-drops and you never have to have more than two lands in play... It just feels so good, right? Yeah. And all, there's not a lot of tech at one mana, you know. <laughs> so like, okay, like let's say I want to. I was. I've always been thinking curious, but curious about the card Arc Lightning. Do you know what that does? Uh, of course, yeah. It's uh, what two mana to do what one damage to a creature, one damage to a player. It's it's one in a red, and it does two damage to any target and one damage to any target. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So my theory here is this kills a Deathrite Shaman and a Baleful Strix or a Snapcaster Mage, right? Or Delver of Secrets. <laughs> or Delver of Secrets and pings them. Like, you know, yeah. it's it's but like a two mana sorcery, I don't want to play that in my rock deck. Yeah, it's you know? so it's, it's so it's, brutal. It's just because so like I don't I don't want that to get in the way of like stifle you, you know, which is really what I want to do with this deck. So yep. maybe they'll print an instant speed arc lightning or something like that, which would be great, but yeah, so I'm I'm gonna I bought it I bought I sold my fairy stack and bought rug online, and uh, I started testing it. I lost to Grixis in sort of the same way that that match went in paper. Where um, I, I'm gonna just say again, a Deathrite Shaman does not bother me with rug. It is really Gurmag Angler and Baleful Strix make me absolutely insane. Like having to bolt a Baleful Strix feels ter- so you can attack through it just feels terrible. Yeah, like. I wanted this to go to the face, which is why I think about cards like Arc, like Arc Lightning, where I can yeah. like get something through, you know. Um, and then like Gurmag Angler, where it's like, oh, congrats! Thank you for wastelanding and stifling me. Here's what I'm doing with one land. <laughs> yeah, know? that's the. Uh, I, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm, I like, don't feed yeah. the trolls on this one, but Gurmag Angler has got to leave this format. I, well, I Gurmag... think you can keep Deathrite Shaman, get rid of Gurmag Angler, and I'm happy. Yeah, it's 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 the it's the thing I was it's a confluence of factors. Like Deathrite Shaman is is clearly a very strong, very meta impacting card. The thing is, like I played against three Deathrite Shaman decks in this in that last uh, weekly, right? Three different decks, and I beat two of them. You know, <laughs> like yeah. it's not like it's unbeatable. It just happens to be that when it's in the same deck as a one mana five five. And this, like, people, they're boarding in a Baleful Strix, which just makes me want to drill a hole in my head every time I see one on the other side of the table when I've got, yeah. like, a Nimble Mongoose. Like, that's the best way to beat Nimble Mongoose, right? And then it's like, well, maybe I won't play Nimble Mongoose. But then, like, 
you know, your your stuff just gets killed by some sort of targeted removal. It's just tough. All that stuff together is what makes is what consolidates stuff. And I mean, I will say this: I played Rug because um, I had it like sort of half built, and I had like 15 minutes before I had to be there. Yeah. <laughs> so I just like pulled the forces and stuff back out of my fairy deck and shoved it back into the other box. But I did consider just playing Grixis Delver. I think I might experiment with playing the best deck for the next couple weeks. I mean, I only have to do it for a couple weeks, you know. It's true. And it's I'll true. just play the best deck and see what happens. Like, um, I uh, I played Grixis Delver before, and I played it on camera, and so I'm like, I'm not like that nervous to play it or anything. Yeah, but, yeah. Um, so we'll see. But it's just it's just like. The margins with Rug are very thin, and Grixis just gets out of jail free by having like this one mana five five, and yeah. and I'll access all the other cards. So even get like a taxi and probe. Like he probed me in a bunch of games and just like knew what to do. You know, yeah. I can you can play probe you can play a probe in Rug, and I do think it's good with Stifle and stuff like that. But you don't get the same value. Like their that probe is one mana for their Gurmag Angler or like a, just a dude off their Young Pyromancer. You know. And for yeah. us, it's just like it's yeah. I guess we have hooting mandrels, but like it does. It, it's oh, this goes to the graveyard, and then when we do that six more times, we get a we get a three three. If hooting like, mandrels was an eight mana six six with trample, I would play it. Well, if if they, if they were <laughs> you know? if they were reversed, yeah. If the cards were reversed, you know, and because it's five and a green for a four four with trample. If it was six and a green for a four four or for a five five with trample, um. And then Gurmag Angler was like a 4-4 four, four with, I don't know, they could give it Menace. I don't even care. What, if, like, what, about, what about if Gurmag Angler was a – what if the rules were completely reversed and basically Rug had a green Gurmag Angler and uh, Grixis had a black uh, Hooting Mandrills? Do you think that Rug Delver would be the better deck for sure, like undoubtedly? Well, I think there would be more tension, right? Because the thing is yeah, the the – the, the, the weaker Gurmag Angler would be in a deck with Deathrite Shaman, right? Yeah. So it would lose it would lose part, but it would it would still have access to that. Whereas Rug would now have this, or like you know this this rug, a Rug deck would have something that can go over the top of every creature in that deck, right? Because a five five with Trample would beat a four four, would well, beat a one two. Well, you what know? if it was a? I'm saying like, what if it was just a green Gurmag Angler and a black Hooting Mandrill? Right, like, I, I honestly, I'd rather have the Hooting Mandrill for Rug because I think we need that to to fight off uh, Trine Nemesis, uh, and and several. Other oh, I things. see what you're saying. So in this case, the green card still doesn't get trampled. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is just this it is just... literally just changing the color of those cards, and and there you go. I think it's 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 a weird uh, it's a weird uh, question because like you know you lose that trample, which is like. The trample's great unless they literally have Gurmag Angler. Yeah. You know? But the thing is, they have the four probes, four ponder, four brainstorm. They see more cards. Yeah. Like uh, our deck, we were playing. What are we? What are we playing in this deck? What does Eric have? He had the preordain, right? Mm-hmm. I don't know if you played the preordain. Oh, he was, he played the probe, and we were playing preordain um, as like a ninth cantrip. But they are they're up to twelve, right? And if they board in Baleful Strix, that's you know thirteen, fourteen. Yeah. You know, if they bring Jeez. in two. So like, I mean, it's a, it's just a lot. It's a high card velocity. And they get the thing is they get more value. They play probably fewer threats. I think we play we're playing eleven. Hmm, I'm not sh- quite sure why it seems like they have more threats. Probably just because Young Pyromancer gets out of control. Yeah. You know? 
and you know Gurmag Angler dominates a board or maybe they have a true name like you got to play around a lot of stuff too I knew this player had a true name because I lost to it the previous week <laughs> uh on fairies but uh so I knew to like to like Course, be prepared yeah. for true name nemesis but what was what did that entail I brought in pyroblast <laughs> like that that's all we can do you know I don't know. It, 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 I do think it, I just think it's a confluence of things. I wish there was something where like if there was like a, a, a pyroclasm that said the damage couldn't be prevented, which would get around Gurmag Angler or uh, would get around True Name. That's the kind of thing yeah. you want to do. You want to see. Right. But anyway, I mean, I don't know. I, I, I very much enjoy playing that deck. I know it's probably not the best choice, but I would probably have the most fun and be the most competitive. I think it's a smart choice. It. Uh, I mean, obviously, that's, this is me saying that, but I think it's a smart choice. If you know that deck, you can get around a lot of other people that don't know their deck as well. Um, but we should I should stop shitting on uh, Gurmog Angler uh, for, for, for today. Uh, yeah. Well, I mean, I just think that we're, we're – this is an undercurrent of discussion in the format of, of you know, just how – you know, death righty the format is, mm-hmm. and we have an editorial view, and our view is that we, I mean, death right shaman is very strong and very impactful, but I, um, I think we both agree that there's other things that are actually harder to deal with for in certain ways, and also just putting all that together creates like a super yeah. deck, right? Definitely, you know, I, well, I don't, I don't, I, you could, we could play death right shaman and rug if we wanted, like we could do it. <laughs> But we yeah, don't yeah, because no, no. it just doesn't it doesn't fit what we want to do. Yeah, threshold but, plus yeah. plus uh, death rate shaman is is the real problem, right? Um, yeah. So so we've we've discussed how I feel about Grand Prix. We've discussed how we both feel about Rug. Um, we should talk about what we're what we're planning for the next couple of weeks because you know uh, we we have a we have a minimum amount of Patreon support, uh, but we do want to support that. Uh, so we've got we've got some stuff in the works uh, because we've sort of we we sort of hit a hit a bit of a goal, um, and mm-hmm. and uh, it's it's sort of uh, time to roll out roll out some extras. So we're, we've uh, we're we're gonna add some stuff to the show. Yeah, I think 2018 we're gonna have we're gonna try and have some we're gonna try and have some more guests. We'd like to hear who you guys want to hear from. Um, we're gonna do more deck techs, have more topics besides like what we're doing this week and how we're navigating the meta, um, and. Uh, you know, we're looking we're looking into some other sort of more uh, exclusive content for if you do sign up on Patreon as well. So, um, you know, we do appreciate we've gotten a lot of support this year, and you know, um, we really do appreciate it. So, yeah. um, well, so next week we're gonna do like a best of 2018 uh, cast. So, uh, you know, not a rerun cast. Uh, it's not like yeah, a, that not a family best, Ma- like, matters episode where year, like year in review, year in review. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it. not that yeah. family matters episode where like. Urkel and Carl get locked in uh, a freezer and then they recant every episode as an episode because that's not. Yes, it's doing. not a clip show. There's, there's <laughs> a lot of reasons why it's not a clip show, not the least of which is that Zach. I can't do that. Wanna... Insane. That's just such a big yeah, pain in the butt. No, uh, we're going to do our year interview, which I'm looking forward to. I think there is there. We were going to have some some interesting categories to discuss uh, like what we thought was, you know, most impactful yeah. legacy and vintage this year and maybe a little modern and. Um, maybe we'll yeah, try and, and we'll post roll a, into 2018 with some with some new stuff. Maybe we'll try and post a poll in the Patreon for that. That seems like a good thing to do. Is like you know right. what, what do you guys think some good categories are? Um, yeah. Also, uh, so we've got a new kind of segment that we're working on for the new year. Uh, once the new year hits, uh, we basically want to do like this. Uh, so Nate, you were talking about the 22 in 22. Is that what it's called? 22 and 22. 
the the NFL thing that you were talking about. Yeah. Oh, oh the, the all twenty two review. Yeah, all yeah, twenty two right. review. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's it. That's it. So in the NFL, they they put out the all twenty two film, which is um that you can see everybody on the field. It's the film the coaches see. And now that now the NFL releases it and every armchair quarterback can look at it and see what their team should have done. So we're going to start doing some similar all 22 reviews of, of fun matches we've had. Um, you know, what do you think we were thinking or what, what should we have thought that where did we make a mistake? And, you know, what do you think is going on? Because I had, I had a match the other day. I'm not going to ruin it now. Cause I think we might talk about it on the, on the uh, Paragon city stream on new year's Eve. Yeah. Um, where I was just like, like it was, I was, I, I haven't told Zach yet either. I told you that I wanted to do this, but I, did, I said, like, there's a twist. The twist is unbelievable. Like, you won't believe it. Like, M. Night Shyamalan. And uh, so, you know, we're going to talk about – do some more stuff like that. Yeah, all 22 review, and that's uh, something that um, we'll try and do also with some video yeah. so that we can uh, – so you can see it more. If it's a Magic Online uh, game, we can do that. Or if it's maybe if we're on stream somewhere, we can do that. So Yeah, and then another thing we're looking at doing is, uh, you know, sort of breaking down the top, like – 10 16 decks uh weekly like looking at looking at like one deck at a time weekly and just talking about you know uh where where it sits in the meta um the last bannings how it affected that deck you know where where uh what what's its position uh what are its weak and strong matchups and what sideboarding uh looks like for and against that deck um, so sort of giving you uh some tools to use next time you go to a larger uh, event you can look back on on these uh, on, on these casts and, and sort of get a quick idea of uh, what to know about these decks specifically and and what we'll do is as we go through and as bannings happen and things change we'll update uh, that information by by going over some of the decks again and and just you know updating you as far as like wh- what's going on with that deck and how it how it matches up against other decks in the meta and we're also interested in hearing like regional differences like. You know, are there certain cards that you see in a deck? When we do a deck tech, send us some feedback. Like here in wherever we, wherever I live, people play this card in this deck, and it does this. There are definitely things that happen in Utah that I don't. That I'll tell Zach about. I'm like, oh, I haven't seen that here. You know. Yeah. So uh, it outlines it in the paper too. So, but with that being said, I think we have to wrap it up here. Yeah, I you gotta get to Star Wars. Star Wars later yeah. on tonight, so uh, I'm, I got to get ready for that. And uh, yeah, uh, I, I'm. I'm pretty excited for for next week, and then and then it's Christmas vacation, you know. Yep. So that'll be uh, that'll be that'll be fun. Uh, you know, we'll open up our presents and see and see what we got. I've ordered a, a you know I, I gave myself a early Christmas gift, and I ordered myself a box of Iconic Masters because it was like 160 bucks. I couldn't pass that up. Yeah. Um, so I'll see what I what I opened, and uh, and and maybe we'll talk about you know when it's worth to buy into uh like buy boxes like that like it's, yep. it's not often but sometimes it sometimes it, it, it pans out for people so uh that's that yeah i think that's pretty much it for for this week nate right yep enjoy the movie i will have a good one everybody have a good weekend everybody Where does he get those wonderful toys?